I'm Alexa. And I'm Cadence. And we're Something Sinister, Sinister Podcast. Podcast. I changed clothes. She did. She, did. Um, she was like tired of showing you guys her uh, coochie. So, me chichi. <laughs> My coochie cooch. <laughs> no, she actually did not. My delicate little flower. I know. She didn't even flash. She did good. I didn't. She no. sat there like prim and proper yeah she didn't even fucking but then move. i realized i couldn't like because we were at my place and everything's like low to a table i couldn't yeah. like face you so i felt like yeah. i had like felt like i was like looking at you <laughs> over my shoulder the whole time i also just realized there's a hole in my pants oh my god <laughs> who are you I'm falling apart you are falling apart but anyways um so we're back yeah we are back so this is part two of charles manson I know, right? Um, yeah, because the blacks were just about to take over the world. Yeah, they are. Okay. Pretty much. That's according to Charles They're Manson. Back and black. Okay. So uh, before we get started, disclaimer, our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes. All information discussed is found on the internet. Keep in mind, we will talk all things sinister that may not be suitable for all audiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Um, drinking word is still Family. family. Family, 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 family. All right. Mm -hmm. So are we ready for the creepy shit? Are you ready for it? Can you hear me swallowing? Um, not really. That was aggressive. Yeah, probably, but not really. I'm dehydrated. Okay. Yes, we are ready. Ready for the creepy shit. Ready for the creepy shit. shit. (laughs) Cult shit. All right. So March 23rd, 1969, Charles decided to visit the Tate residence at 10050 cello drive looking for a man named terry melcher terry was a music producer and you know charles wanted to produce music he was a musician so he was wanting to meet with terry so terry could publish his music well you know he was there talking to lots of people that were in in the industry and as we know sharon tate was an actress um, as Charles was about to leave, um, somebody at the house, I couldn't find who it was that told him this, but somebody at the house told him, Hey, whenever you leave, just leave out of the back alleyway. Okay. That is pretty bad because now he could kind of see how the house was laid out and yeah. how he could plan his attack in the future. So, um, it said that Terry also told Charles that his music sucked <laughs> and um, that he was not going to help him pursue his music. And so this could be possible possible motive for why he did what he did. Wow. Man, if I killed someone every time they told me I sucked, <laughs> I would be the biggest mass murderer in the world. I know. If you killed someone that told you that you were ugly, me today <laughs> yeah, telling you to change your black lipstick, I could have been dead. Then my boss the other day, I wore a wig to work and he looked me right in the face and said, you look like shit. Like Take he would be off. dead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people would be dead. A lot of people would be dead. Good thing I'm so tough. <laughs> so strong. Good thing I've got nerves of steel. Oh, God. Anyways, <laughs> back to the family. Back to the family. So fast forward to July 31, 1969. Um, a, man, a man named Gary Hinman was friends with one of the family members, Bobby Busoli. Um, he unfortunately was found dead. 
is Bobby Buccelli somebody? I don't know, maybe. Buccelli. Why does that last name? I know you're saying Busoli, but I keep mm. wanting I keep wanting you to say Buccelli. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Like Bobby Buccelli. Like Bobby Boucher. <laughs> maybe that's what I'm <laughs> that's thinking of. What that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, Bobby I'm like what? this name just is like just From slightly your favorite off. actor, Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> no. Waterboy. Anyway, love that him. movie. Love him. Best actor in all the world. Anyway, that is <laughs> seriously the dumbest thing. <laughs> You're dumb. Hate you. Anyway, uh, so Gary was found stabbed to death by Bobby, unfortunately, and on a wall in Bobby's house, or sorry, in Gary's house, Bobby had written in Gary's I blood, heart the Beatles. <laughs> he wrote political piggy on the wall in his blood. Political piggy? Yep. Wow. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it. Okay, don't say it. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's rough. It is rough. It's sad because they were friends. Yeah. Um, it said that there was an altercation between the two of them. Gary tried to tell Bobby to get out of the cult, but Bobby was like, you're crazy. This isn't a cult. It's a family. And, um, well, Gary ended up dead. However. And this is all because he said he sucked? No, this is a different guy. We've moved on. Oh. <laughs> I just told you why. Because he told Bobby to get out of the cult. Mm. Got it. Okay, I'm on. Catch I'm up. with it now. So Bobby. It's all this tequila. Yeah, she's already <laughs> drunk. So Bobby was arrested uh, for the murder of Gary Hinman two weeks later. So you can clearly see that they're following yeah. in Charles's footsteps and they get caught instantly after they commit their crime. Seriously, for people who are probably Planners. the most infamous cult, really, yeah. I mean, I would say the Manson cult's probably the most it's famous cult. A pretty famous cult, yeah. Other than, of sure. course, the Catholics. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. I just wanted to see her reaction. I'm not gonna go there. Like they, they seriously fuck up a lot. Oh yeah, they're very, very messy. Hmm. Very messy. Anyways, all right. So August ninth, nineteen sixty nine, Susan Atkins, Patricia Krenwinkle, Tex, Tex, walk. Oh, I can't say it. Tex Watson. That's like a tongue twister for Tex me. Tex Watson? Yeah. Tex Watson. Tex Watson. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to say. I know, right? You kind of feel like you're like, duh, duh. <laughs> that, that. Tex. Tex Watson. Tex Watson and Linda Kasabian were told by Charles to get a bunch of knives and to go to the home of Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski. Oh, my God. Roman and Sharon were engaged. Uh, she was pregnant, eight and a half months pregnant, to mm. be exact. And Charles wanted Sharon Tate dead. Um, Why? Do we ever? Do we ever figure that? Like, if- I think it's because of him going to the house back in March and yeah. being shot down for his music. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll talk a little bit about his theories with like people in entertainment and stuff. But um, I think that's truly what his motive was. Yeah. So 
there was a man named Steve Parent. Um, he was kind of he was kind of their security guard, um, young guy. He was actually leaving the home um, at this time, and as he was driving away from the house, he was shot dead by Tex Watson with a gun, obviously. Um, Linda Kasabian saw all of this unfold and she was terrified. So she was like, you know what? I'm not going to go inside and commit these murders. I, she didn't say that, but she's like, I'm going to keep watch just because we just shot somebody. Like what if the police are coming? That that was the plan. She knew it was the plan. And we're going to hear her testimony later, which is just chilling. But so she was terrified and she decided, you know what, I'm just going to stay out here and keep watch just in case people come. So that way I can, you know, notify everybody and I'll be the getaway driver. It's also known that Linda Kasabian was one of the only people in the cult that had her driver's license. Huh? Yeah. Nobody else had a license. Well, thank God she did something legal. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the only driving thing. without a license. You're going to jail, friends. It's a You're life a sentence. You're a piece of shit. Life <laughs> sentence. <laughs> so um, Sharon Tate, Wojtek Frykowski, and Abigail Folger, Abigail Folger and Jay Sebring were all inside of the home when the family broke in. Mm. As we know, that name, Abigail Folger, well, she was the daughter and heir of Folger's Coffee. Yes. Wow. Yes. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know she was part of this. Yeah, she's part of it. So, the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. (laughs) I was trying to try and change the lyrics on you, but then I was like, Alexa's singing on the podcast. (laughs) I hate you. Uh, Anyway, so they, those four were instantly tied up in the living room. Jay Sebring was shot dead as he was trying to defend Sharon Tate because at this time she was already being stabbed. Um, And, you know, she's eight and a half months pregnant. Wojtek and Abigail fought off their attackers. They had already been stabbed, too. They escaped the home through the backyard, um, but were chased and ended up being stabbed to death outside. Sharon Tate pleaded for her life of her and her baby, um, but she was stabbed over and over again in the stomach. Ugh. Um, and Pat, one of the aggressors said to Sharon before she stabbed her, she said, look, bitch, I have no mercy for you. You're going to die and you better get used to it. Wow. Can you imagine like hearing that you're being, you're tied up and somebody says that to you and then fucking like stabs you to death also the get used to it part yeah like get used to it like (laughs) get used to being dead yeah (laughs) like get used to what it's not funny but i that would probably make me pause for a second and be like that was a stupid thing to (laughs) say you didn't have anything better to say (laughs) like you you started out all this really heavy shit yeah you started out good you said look bitch yeah look (laughs) that that bar was good that bar was good give you props for that now the rest of it didn't exactly make sense Uh, right no but that would be i mean just i know i i think i don't know there Obviously, like, moments of self-defense are justified. Like, Mm -hmm. people go into go mode. Mm -hmm. But the people who 
remain like cool, calm and collected or aggressive like while they murder. Like the fact that she could even utter words. Oh, I know. Like these aren't cold blooded killers. These are just drug addicts. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Like these aren't people who are like mobsters who Mm -hmm. are used to seeing this kind of shit on a normal basis. So the fact that they just like snap and it's like. You're gonna die today. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Get used to being I don't feel dead. Sorry for like, you. I don't feel yeah. bad. Like that's scary. Terrifying. And I these know. are people that like have sat in a room together. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I don't know. The fact that these people are just like snapping on a whim. It's I think terrifying. that's the scariest part. I completely agree. Completely agree. So, um, Susan Atkins. So one of the other aggressors got a towel and dipped it in Sharon Tate's blood, then wrote pig on the front door. So you're seeing a trend here with, with the, the word pig. Yeah. Yeah. So the next day, August 10th, uh, 1969, um, Van, Ho- Van Hooten, Tex Watson, and Patricia Krenwinkel are driven by Charles to kill a couple named Leno and Rosemary LaBianca. Now, they are grocery store owners, innocent people. Why they targeted them, I don't know, but they did. And they just Um, decided, like, they just woke up and they're like, okay, we're going to start killing people. Yeah, and said, we're going to start killing people. And there's no, like, torture, like, other than, obviously, rape and... um, just like drug abuse and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. but it's like in the cult. Yeah. In the cult, but yeah. there's no like vi- violence, right? No, like no one's getting like shackled and no. starved and beaten, other than no. just like not being able to afford food. But Mm-mm. huh? Yeah. Damn, I yeah. feel like this is like a psyche snap, like oh, the yeah. MK Ultra, the drugs, 100%. all of that. One hundred percent. So um, the family kills them and then they write on the walls rise and death to pigs and they write helter skelter on the wall in their blood but they spelt it helter so h-e-a-l-t-e-r instead of helter (laughs) so messy (laughs) again it's like See you, the the pig thing. We're we're on board yeah. with it. It's scary. Yeah. It's it's our it's our thing. And then you try to make but it then, different, and the, you fuck it up. But you should probably learn to spell the <laughs> name that you gave to your apocalypse. Right? Huh? Yeah. Okay. So all over the news at this time are those two murders, right? Well, there's more than two, but you know the two stories: the story of Sharon Tate. And that house and the LaBianca murders. So the news is asking for any tips or information to help solve the case. And obviously, you know, since celebrities were murdered, I mean, Sharon Tate was an actress and there were other people that were in the industry, plus Abigail Folger. Um, You can only imagine like this is a high, high, high profile case. Well, my thing is, is how are they not getting caught? caught? Like they get caught for everything. And Mm -hmm. then these are very messy murders. Just wait. So August 16th, uh, just six days later, the ranch Ah. was raided for stolen vehicles. Um, Charles was actually arrested because he was stealing the vehicles, but told the family that he believed a man named Donald Shea turned him in. 
Now, Donald Shay worked on the ranch as a horse wrangler because, again, they're living with this old man. They're taking care of the farm. They're taking care of this ranch. But this man named Donald was actually taking care of the horses. Charles thought that he's the one who went to the police and told the police that Charles was stealing vehicles and had a bunch of stolen vehicles on the property. Donald was found dead 10 days later. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So that just kind of goes to tell you that the family is ruthless. Like, clearly. Mm-hmm. They are just snapping. Yeah. Not stopping. And again, I I know that they have this whole black people are going to take over, white people are going to be the saviors. But, like, what are they doing this for? Like, at least with the other cults that we've talked about, like, mm-hmm. they have, I mean, the foundations are awful. But at least right. they have, like, solid set of beliefs and foundation right I feel like this is so messy and it's like well you know i am jesus and gonna you know, protect you against the black people but the, like there's no nothing else no the only motive is that charles was turned down opportunity after opportunity you know for his music career yeah. his music career was not taking off Unfortunately, his music fucking sucked and everybody saw it yeah and so he is just retaliating i mean he is seeing red he is brutal as we heard scorpios are brutal and so that's all this is is anger and him wanting to retaliate damn so september 1st uh 1969 so a couple of weeks after the the sharon tate murders um a 10 year old boy finds a gun in the bushes near his home his, he shows his parents, and the parents call LAPD because mm-hmm. they're like, whoa. And they lived right around the corner from Sharon Tate. So fast forward to October 12th, 1969, same year. Uh, Charles is arrested again for Grand Theft Auto and put in jail. So he was booked and released and then finally arrested again once they could state, oh, yeah, he is guilty. He's the guy for these stolen vehicles. Fast forward to November 6th, and it's important that I go through this timeline because you've got to understand where Charles was and where everyone was during this time. So November 6th, Susan Atkins, again, one of the aggressors, was arrested on other charges. Some say it's related to the Grand Theft Auto. And while she is in jail, she tells another inmate named Virginia Castro Graham that she was the one who murdered Sharon Tate and was involved in the Sharon Tate murders. She said to this woman, Virginia, that the family isn't done and their death list includes others such as Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton, Tom Jones, Steve McQueen and Frank Sinatra. Okay. Yeah. These people are they're just drug addicts. They're drug addicts and they're following Charles's orders and he's just fucking pissed because he didn't make it into the music industry. <laughs> like what yeah. a fucking nut. What just a little pissy pants. Like a get the bitch. fuck over it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This isn't even like 
oh, I'm going to go punch someone in the face because they pissed me off. No, this is like, murder. I'm going to brutal go on a murdering spree because yeah. I was told that I sucked. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So Virginia obviously was like, freak the fuck out. And so she told another inmate named Ronnie. And then Ronnie ended up telling the guards like, hey, I need to talk to LAPD staff. Yeah. And so Ronnie and Virginia were interviewed and they told them everything that they knew. So fast forward six days later. Also, mm-hmm. I mean, great on this inmate for caring. Yeah. But it kind of surprises me. And I guess that's like the point of jail is to be rehabilitated or it should be the point. It should be the it point. Be the point. Like, not. well, you know, we'll be a good person. But right. I'm kind of surprised that they like. Hey, this is wrong. Someone's doing something wrong. Right. Like, it's kind of like tattletelling. Oh, 100%. I mean, I'm glad, obviously. Well, that they and did. I think because and this was point. such a high profile situation. Yeah, maybe like, that's it too. Like, they're attention. Seeing it, yeah, they're seeing it all over the news. And then they have this crazy fucking bitch come in yeah. to jail. And she's like, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, we're not done. Oh, I, uh, I murdered her. And we're not done. We're actually going to kill. Tim Burton, we're going to kill fucking Elizabeth Taylor, Frank Sinatra, and others. And so, I mean, such a high-profile yeah. case. You're like, what the fuck? Okay, right. I'm not a snitch, but I'm a snitch today. Yeah. So, I mean, I get I've it. got some news. Got some news. So, um, fast forward six days later, a man named Al Springer. Al was part of the family, early on whenever the family had started, he ended up going to the LA police department and told them that he visited Charles on the ranch on August 11th or August 12th. So that would have been six, five or six days later after the Tate murders. And he said that Charles was bragging about knocking off five pigs now, he didn't say names, mm-hmm. but he said that he had killed five people. Now, as we know, Charles wasn't there. Right. right? But, well, it's speculated that he was in the street or down the corner, but he wasn't on the Tate residence. So um, five days later after that, November 17th, a different man named De- Danny DiCarlo, who was also a prior family member, went to the L.A. Police Department and said that Charles said the same thing to him and even asked him if he knew how to decompose a body. So, Hmm. like, now you have these two girls in in jail who just said who was involved. Yeah. And then you have two random men come to LAPD and say that Charles Manson killed five people. Right. I mean, it's worth looking into. It's definitely. <laughs> I mean, but keep in mind, Charles is in prison at this time for Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Too. So, which he wasn't at the time of the murders, but, but after he was. Yes. Again, you know, worth looking into. Definitely. So, um, also at this time, the family had grown to be over a hundred people. So started at two i mean him and mary and then it went, grew to 18 and then it grew to like 30 to 40 and now we're at like 100 people and it's been how long a year they started this in yeah 1968 67 it, it's not that long no 
1967 is when he met Mary. Okay. So, yeah, two years, which is just crazy yeah. to think about. So, um, December 1969, so the following month, Manson, Watson, Kasabian, and Krenwinkel are all indicted on the Tate and LaBianca murder charges. So, again, they're all in jail. Um, tax... Tex Watson is actually in Texas Mm -hmm. at this time. And that's where he was from. That's why they called him Tex. But he was there for, (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Clever. Clever name. (laughs) But he was there for other charges. He had a warrant out for his arrest. So they extradited him while they indicted him while he was in Texas for the murders. So, um, and then of course, Linda and Pat, Pat Kasabian and them, you know, we're now indicted for the murder charges as well. So remember, Linda Kasabian was the one who did not partake in the murder. She was outside. Yeah, she was outside. She was the getaway driver and she was the one to keep watch. Well, she ends up being a prime witness in this case, which is just fucking crazy. Crazy. A witness Obviously, she goes against them. Yes. Okay. One of the only ones. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we are now getting into the trial. July 24th, 1970. We are in the following year. Trial begins. Uh, Charles entered the courtroom with a bloody X on his forehead, yelling, saying, I have X myself from your world. I thought it was a... Uh, not yet. A okay. Swastika? Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. yet. It started okay. with an X. Started with an X. Ended with a swastika. And I have X'd myself from, from your, your world. world. Yep. Again, it's like, dude, you you had the setup for a really powerful moment. A really powerful. And then cult. you said something cult. dumb like, yeah. I'm Xing myself from, from your, your world. world. Like, okay, sit yeah. down, Charles. Shut up. Yeah, shut up. So um, prosecuting attorney Vincent Budliosi said that part of this trial would be to call upon his principal witness and his principal witness was Linda Kasabian. Mm -hmm. Um, She was actually promised immunity in exchange for her testimony. Now, it's said that Linda never asked for anything in return. Like when they brought her in for questioning, she just said, you know what? I feel terrible about what happened. This is not the direction that I thought the family would go in. And I will give you all information that you want for nothing in return. Wow. And good so, for her. Yeah. So the prosecuting, um, the prosecutors decided, you know what? Like she's giving us everything that we need. We're going to give her immunity for it. And so mm, I know, but you're going to kind of hear about her character in a little bit. And so, some some disagree with it, but some agree. So I'll ask you at the end what you okay. think. I'll take notes. Right. Take those notes. So um, Linda was able to tell the jury that Charles was obviously the one in charge of the murders, um, the one who called the shots and was able to tell and show evidence against him. Um, as we know, at this time, he's trying to say that he wasn't involved. He's saying that he wasn't there. How could he be involved? You know, if they wanted to go and commit these murders, that's on them. It's not on him. So he's trying to claim that he is 100% innocent, has has zero involvement in any of these murders. 
they're really feeling good about that. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. So uh, three days later. um, So let me back up. Linda hasn't testified yet. Right. The prosecuting attorney says, here's my prime witness. Here's what she knows. Here's who she is. And so she's going to be testifying in a couple of days. So a couple of days later, he calls on Linda Kasabian and Charles's attorney, right when she gets up on the fucking witness stand, says, object, your honor, on the ground. This witness is not competent and is clinically insane. And so the judge quickly shut that down. He's like, no, she's not insane. She is competent. And I'm going to hear what she has to say. Right. Thank God. Because Linda ended up being on the stand for eight days. 18 days 18 days she was on the stand giving her testimony oh. of everything that she witnessed and everything that had happened in, in the cult the family wow yeah holy shit mm-hmm. yeah seven of those 18 days she was also cross-examined <clears throat> by um charles's attorney the defense attorney irving canarak so it's also said she never broke once. She never like said, I need a break. She oh my God. stayed strong the entire time. And it's noted too, at the time of the crime, she was 19 years old. <gasps> yeah. And so at this time, she's like 20 years old. Yeah. She's a kid. A kid. Wow. Yeah, a kid. So um, she told the jury that no one in the family could ever refuse anything that Charles ever said. She said, quoted, we always wanted to do anything and everything for him. She then described in detail what exactly she had seen at the Tate and the LaBianca murders. Um, And she said that she was so terrified that she did not want to be part of any of it. Whenever she had heard Charles planning the murder, she was terrified, but she didn't know what to do because she was scared that either he was going to kill her or harm the family. And Mm -hmm. because he talked about Helter Skelter, and as you know of other cults, I mean, it could end in mass suicide or mass violence. And so she didn't really know what to expect. Wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, good for her for at least turning it around in the end and yeah. being and stepping up and doing that. That 18 days. 18 and you're days tw- of 19, 20 years old. Yes. That's crazy. Isn't it? And you're looking these people in the face and saying, yep. Okay. The entire time. Here's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I know. So Linda was accused by the defense of being a drug addict uh, because the defense had asked her, okay, you obviously partook in LSD. Right. How many times do you think you took LSD? And she said, I don't know, maybe 50 times. And the defense was being an asshole and said, so describe to me what happened on trip number 23. And she looked at him and said, I have... I don't know. Yeah. I can't answer that. And so that just kind of tells you what she endured during seven of those 18 days. Right. From the defense. That's like insane. 
hey, the the fifteenth time you drank alcohol, like what did you do? Yeah, what did you do? I don't fucking know. Yeah. I don't know what the the last time I drank alcohol <laughs> yeah. or the first time I drank alcohol. Right. Like, I know. It's crazy. So she did say that um every time that she did take LSD that she wasn't in control and that Charles was in control of her. And the others. And this is when she she didn't say MK Ultra like those terms, but this yeah. is when she brought that up. Yeah. It, she brought up mind control. Jeez. So that's another big part of this whole story. And I wanted to go down that rabbit hole, but, you know, because I know about it, but I didn't. A lot of this is said that the aggressors were under enhanced MK ultra. It sounds that way. And that is why they were able to just like snap on a whim and be so aggressive and so brutal and so violent to these poor people. And maybe even why they had access to the celebrities and the people that they did. Right. That they were having some sort of help with that. Right. Um, It's, because it, it is pretty bizarre that there were so many people of status. Yeah. Um, but the the snapping, and again, like I know we're dealing with drug addicts. Yes. I know we're dealing with probably major mental illness. But these people just up and one day were like, I'm going to go and uh, stab fuck a you. pregnant woman yeah, we're gonna in go the belly. Yeah. Brutally murder someone. And that's right. crazy, especially for, for the most part, like I said, a nonviolent cult. Right. Other than, were they like, you said he was like, oh yeah, because he was drugging him and then raping yeah. the women. Yeah. But I, I just, there's got to be, like, I want to go down that hole. You definitely should. I have gone down the hole, but I'm not going to talk about it. That would be a whole other episode. Yeah, well, then I'm leaving. <laughs> takes, off. takes off the headphones and walks out i'll just finish the i put on my myself. comfy clothes just to I'll hear just this laugh by myself <laughs> anyway <laughs> so uh fast forward to august 3rd so this is about a week later um charles tried to cause a mistrial shocker yeah um but he failed uh he ends up bringing in an la times newspaper and on the front of the newspaper it says Manson guilty, Nixon declares, because Richard Nixon Mm -hmm. was the president at this time. And so the defense had asked for a mistrial since the jury was now persuaded by the president that Charles Manson was guilty. But the judge denied. He's like, no, I can't control the press. Yeah. I, you know, at the end of the day, and he talked to the jury, he's like, are you persuaded by the president? They all said no. So they moved forward with. The no, trial. Don't lie. <laughs> now, don't lie. We know President Nixon under is a great guy, but so, <laughs> yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, like everyone saw the writing on the wall. He Literally in blood. In blood. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he was guilty. Yes, he was for guilty. Sure. Even though for we sure. tried to say that he wasn't, he was guilty. Absolutely. So, um, another key witness in. Uh, in this trial was a man named Paul Watkins. Paul Watkins was a member of the family. Um, and one of the, one of the men who would recruit young women into the cult and into prostitution. Okay. So that was his role. He was young whenever he joined the cult. He was 19 himself. So keep that in mind. Very young and naive. 
Um, but he said in part of his testimony that Charles discussed Helter Skelter all the time and said some crazy things crazy things about Helter Skelter. The full okay. interview, if you guys want to read it, I highly, highly recommend because it's just fucking fascinating. It's famoustrials.com slash Manson. So famous trials, it's famous dash trials, just FYI. But you should definitely read it. So here are a couple of quotes of what Paul said about Charles Manson and Helter Skelter. So that way we kind of get an understanding. So this is Charles going into detail about what Helter Skelter will be. Yes, but okay. told by Paul. Got it. Okay. At court. Okay. There would be some atrocious murders that some of the spades from Watts would come up into the Bel Air and Beverly Hills district and just really wipe some people out. Just cut bodies up, smear blood, and write things on the wall in blood. And cut little boys up and make the parents watch. So in retaliation, this would scare. In other words, all the other white people would be afraid that this would happen to them. So out of their fear, they would go into the ghetto and just start shooting black people like crazy. But I thought the black people were going to take over. Yeah, right? So another quote was, yes, so after Whitey goes into the ghettos and shoots all the Uncle Toms, then the black Muslims come out and appeal to the people by saying, look what you've done to my people. And this would split Whitey down the middle between all the hippies and the liberals and all the uptight piggies. This would split them all in the middle and become a big civil war. It would start and really split them in all different factions. And they would just kill each other, off in the meantime, through their war. The attorney asked if Charles said where him and the family would be during Helter Skelter. And Paul said, yes, many times we asked. that there would, And that, then he said that there would be a city of gold but there would be no life and there would be a tree there that would bear 12 different kinds of fruit that changed every month. And this is what, and this was interpreted to mean that this hole was also down under death Valley, California. So what he's saying is the family's going to start murdering people. Right. They're going to cause mass chaos. And then the white people, the white rich people are going to be terrified and think it's the black people in the ghetto. But then the black people in the ghetto are going to realize, well, wait, what did we just do? What's going on? <laughs> it's the white people that are killing people. So then they're going to start a huge race civil war. Okay. And that's what Helter Skelter is. So then they're asking, well, what's going to happen to us, the family? And so that's when Charles is saying that they're going to have this underground city in Death Valley. And there are going to be fruit trees with 12 different fruits that change every month. And it's going to be a city of gold and they're going to be safe. So continuing... Wow. The attorney That's says a it's a lot. <laughs> Can you imagine these people, what they're listening to every single day? Like, yeah. no wonder they're going fucking nuts. So the attorney said, did he say who would win this helter skelter? And Paul said the karma would have been completely reversed, meaning that the black men would be on top and the, right, and the white race would be completely wiped out. 
there would be no one except the family. The attorney says, except for Manson and the family, right? And he says, yes. Wow. So that tells you, again, like, obviously, we kind of touched on what Helter Skelter was. But now you're hearing, like, what these people are being told and how they are being brainwashed. Well, and that's a good point. I know I'll speak for both of us. Like we we've been around people on drugs. Yeah. And it's hard to even like sit and have lunch with someone who's yeah. I'm thinking specifically of someone who I knew that was possibly allegedly on meth. And right. my God, I couldn't sit there for an hour with this girl. Right. Because she just rants and changes the, over the subject. Place. And it's like the brain is all over the place. Yes. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, you feel like you're crazy because right. you're sitting there making logical points. Oh, yeah. You're sitting there talking about the weather. Right. And just like anything that where you can find like almost like some grounding. Yeah. And it's like the they're just boom, 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 all boom, 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 place. all over the place. There's no logic. There's no, or like they have their form of logic. Yes. So I can only imagine that for almost two years of listening to this and being on major, right. major drugs, that these people just all had to be just yeah, insane mentally. Yeah. Just fucking brainwashed, man. Brainwashed. Or go from maybe being like, oh my God, I can't take one more day of listening to this, mm -hmm. but then you get your drug fix or whatever, and then right. you're snapped right back in to right. the cycle. Like, I just can't imagine what the day-to-day -day was like right. listening to that shit. I know. So now you see why. They're all fucking crazy. Yeah. And they're all under this mind control and control from Charles Manson. Yeah. And so it's just nuts. So... <laughs> Sorry, that was my throat. So fast forward, um, we are now to November 16th, 1970. So after 22 weeks of Ugh. testimonies, 22, 22 weeks, two years, what? Isn't that two years? No, there's, oh, that's weeks months. Sorry. I was year. thinking months. <laughs> I'm tired. 22 weeks of testimony. The prosecution finally rested. Um, the woman who had never said a word now started or the women. So Pat and, uh, you know, all those crazy bitches who had never said a word. Part of this entire 22 weeks decided that they were going to stand up and start shouting, saying that they wanted to testify and they wanted their what? voices to be heard. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. They God. started screaming in court Crackheads. saying that Charles had nothing to do with <gasps> any of the murders and that they were the masterminds behind it and oh, that they were the ones to plan it sure. all and trying to cause a mistrial. They obviously got escorted out, taken back to jail. The next day in court, Charles all of a sudden stands up and says that he wants to testify. So now the testimony was all over the place and a mess. The jury is now confused. They're like, whoa, what is going on? And he was saying the same thing. He's like, I've never done anything. Um, he said, um, I think I cut this out, but any I'll get to it. Anyway, he said, give me the opportunity to testify. I wanted to um, 
what's it called? Be my own attorney. I wanted to yeah, represent yourself, represent myself yeah. in court. And that was denied. So give me the time to be able to speak. And so the judge allowed him to speak and to testify. Oh, I'm sure this was great. This is great. So he said, quoted, I never went to school, so I never growed up to read and write too good. So I have stayed in jail and I have stayed stupid and I have stayed a child while I watched your world grow up. And then I look at the things that you do and I don't understand these children that come at you with knives. They are your children. You taught them. I didn't teach them. I just tried to help to help them stand up. I'm cutting out a lot of it because it's like fucking rambling. But I just put in the quotes that really to me, I thought like, showed who he was. So he then says, most of the people at the ranch that you call the family were just people that you did not want. People that were alongside the road that their parents had kicked out that did not want to go to juvenile hall. So I did the best that I could. I took them up on my garbage dump and I told them this, that in love there is no wrong. My father is the jailhouse. My father is your system. I am only what you made me. I am only a reflection of you. You want to kill me? Ha, I'm already dead. I have been all of my life. He then says, Helter Skelter means confusion, literally. It doesn't mean any war with anyone. It doesn't mean that some people are going to kill other people. Helter Skelter is confusion. Confusion is coming down around you fast. And if you can't see that confusion is coming down around you fast, you can call it what you wish. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So that just tells you, like, that literally just tells you the brain of this man. It's like. As a judge, what do you say after that? Like, or the other attorney. I I think I would have, like, stood up and plopped. I think I would have been, like, (laughs) as Dr. Phil would say. I'd be like, well, that's three minutes of my life. I'll never get back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think this was like 30 minutes of rambling. So, again, I highly recommend that you look it up and just read his testimony. It is in the Helter Skelter book. So you if you have the book, you can read it there. Um, But after all of the testimonies and the closing arguments, the jury ended up deliberating for an entire week so why what did they need it is said that um there was one person that kept saying that they didn't think that charles um that that charles partook in mind control and so they were like deliberating back and forth but ultimately Fast forward to January 25th, 1971, the jury found all of the defendants guilty on each count of first degree murder. Um, And then fast forward to March 29th, they were all sentenced to death. Best day ever. Oh. Yes. I mean, kind of. (laughs) Well, for two reasons, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, for two reasons. Not her birthday. It's my birthday. And sentencing them all to Wow. Okay. I know. Holy shit. We're not done. Oh. As the clerk (laughs) read the verdict to Charles, Charles, of course, had to yell. And this was when he had the swastika on his head. Um, Oh, so now we have a swastika. Now it's a swastika. Okay. So it started as an X, X. But that had already healed because we've gone through trial and now it's a swastika. Okay. 
So he yelled, you people have no authority over me. Oh, okay. Well, well we do. We do. But- so Patricia Krenwinkel yelled, you have judged yourselves. Susan Atkins yelled, better lock your doors and watch your own kids. And then Leslie Van Hooten yelled, the whole system is a game. You think they like practice these lines before, like the night before? They're like, okay, the what girls are you going to yell? Did. I'm sure they did. It, there are so many Lock pictures. Lock your doors. Yeah, and watch your own kids. Like, there are so many pictures of the women. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've seen the infamous mm-hmm. picture where they had shaved their heads yes. and they were bald. So, yeah. like, I mean, which is shocking to me that the jail would even allow them because at this time they're in jail they're not in a prison so that the jail would even allow them to be around each other i feel like like that's a conflict of interest but yeah so they definitely were planning all of this so this trial was finally over nine months later Uh, this trial was the longest and most expensive trial in american history yet um wow but the death penalties unfortunately were found unconstitutional why because they're in the great state of california lovely right so they were all uh sentenced to life in prison um as we know charles was a pain in the ass in prison one can only imagine what <laughs> why things he did right or said god just yeah the, his ramblings just, alone i'd be like dude i'm gonna put your head through the fucking yeah, wall i'm gonna cut out your fucking tongue yeah. so you can't talk um but the women were said to be very good prisoners always on their best behavior like never getting into any trouble whatsoever but all of their appeals were denied all of the women and good. charles manson so I'm going to give you an update on everyone today. Um, Susan Atkins ended up dying in prison of terminal brain cancer in September 2009. Um, Prior to her death, she had asked if she could be released, and that way she wouldn't die in prison, but that was denied. Good. She died in prison at 61 years old. Sorry about you. Yeah. Peace out, Girl Scout. All right. Number two, Leslie Van <laughs> Hooten. She's still alive. She's 72 years old and continues to try to be released out on parole. But Governor Newsom keeps rejecting. Okay. Patricia Krenwinkel. She's still alive. She's 74 years old. You think they're still friends? Uh, I don't. I huh. probably doubt it. I would say probably not. I think they've realized now in their 70s that they were fucking idiots and manipulated. Um, She was paroled for parole, but right before she was about to be released, Newsom reversed the decision, so she's still in prison. Oh, can you imagine thinking that that's going to happen? And then he's like, "Ah, actually, no. Yeah, but good for him. Yeah, no, good for him, though. Yeah, for sure. I know. Charles Tex Watson, he's still alive. He's 76 years old, and he isn't eligible for another parole hearing until October 2026. Okay. Linda Kasabian, um, she is still alive today. She received immunity for her testimony. Um, She has children and grandchildren and is now 72 years old. Her whereabouts are unknown. Probably for the best. Probably for the best. <laughs> Mary Bruner, uh, she was the mother of uh, one of Manson's children. Uh, she received immunity by testifying against the family as well for the murders. 
Um, she wasn't part of any of the murders, but knew of the plan, so right. she testified. She ended up changing her name and is somewhere here in the Midwest. Oh. Yeah. The son, um, the son found out who his biological father was whenever he was oh, a teenager. Can you imagine? Like you order ancestry DNA kit and you spit that <laughs> well, little that plastic was before tube, this, but and it yeah. comes back and it's like you're related Charles to Charles Manson, Manson, maybe your father. Your grandfather or something. Oh we're gonna get into that. My God, I would one be fascinated and also terrified. <laughs> right? Terrified. Like Ted Bundy might be your dad. Like any Can of you that. Can imagine? No. That's terrifying. Then we would Ugh. know what was wrong with her. Right. But, I mean, it would explain a lot. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, no. So Mary Bruner and Charles Manson's son um, was raised by his grandparents. So keep that in mind. But he, en- he ended up finding out that his biological father was Charles Manson. Um, when he's a teenager. Like, when why he's wouldn't- a teenager. I, I don't know. I'm not a parent, but I just feel like you waited way too long. I know. To at least say like you I do. Know. I, we know who your dad is. He's a he's a bad guy. Yep. <laughs> we'll tell you when you're older. Yep. So in 1993, he said, quoted, because obviously like everyone's wanting to interview and stuff like that. He said, quoted, uh, they had asked him, do you want to talk to him? And he said, no, nor do I have any desire to see him. He's just some evil person I have nothing to do with. Good. Um, the man named Paul Watkins, mm-hmm. who told us all about Helter Skelter. Yes. Okay. Um, so he was the one who lured women into the cult. Um, well, since he testified against Charles and the family, uh, he was granted immunity as well. Um, he went to live a normal life, but he ended up dying of cancer in 1990. His daughter is a famous writer. Um, I didn't get her name, but um, <laughs> she she is, and so she has written quite a few books about the All of this. about the cult, and Man. particularly her dad, because there were so many rumors that he was involved in the murders. As you know, there were rumors about everybody in the cult involved in the murders when they weren't. Um, and so she wrote like a huge story about like her dad not being part of the Sharon Tate or LaBianca yeah. murders or any murders for that matter. And said like, like, sure, my dad did bad things, but he was 19 years old and he was manipulated. Yeah, I cannot believe how young these people were. Young man, young. Wow. So then we get to Charles Manson. Woo! He died November 19th, 2017, due to cardiac arrest from respiratory failure. Um, Charles didn't have a will, so a man named Jason Freeman said that he was his grandson and that he would do whatever was needed. Um, The court ordered DNA tests to determine that that was true. Um, His mother apparently had had a one-night stand with Charles and ended up having Jason Freeman, not knowing at the time that Charles was the dad, thought it was somebody else, her significant other. Um, But Jason was the only family member to come forward when Charles died. But he has kids. 
none of the kids wanted anything. Oh, they to were do like, we them. don't care. No. So oh, Jason okay. was the only family member that came forward that wanted something to do with Charles when he died. Freak. Right. I mean, no judgment. I mean, whatever. I mean, uh, I don't know. So Jason, what he wanted was for Charles to be cremated and he wanted to keep his ashes. Ooh, nope. He was awarded just that. No. Nope. Um, he was also declared the sole heir to Charles, so could make those decisions and received Charles Manson's estate. So the ranch, he received that. Back in the day when all of this took place in the 60s, the ranch was worth $400,000. So you can imagine in 2017 when Charles died, that ranch and that land it's probably was worth, worth a shit ton of over, money. Yeah, like $1.5 million well, at least. And Plus, I'm thinking now, too, what about like royalties on like the people who write about him and right. all of that? Right. Okay, so maybe this so, guy isn't stupid. He's smart. Yeah, and I don't like the whole keeping of the ashes thing. Yeah, and that's fucking can creepy. Can you sell ashes? I'm sure you can sell Charles Manson's ashes. I don't know. I'm sure people remember, would buy it. Rem- who were we talking about when that guy was creating, he was selling like human remains? Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. And we, we, we yeah. were finding like Instagram accounts where they were like posting like body parts, human body yeah. parts. What was this? It was just on the news. I remember we saw it and we were like, what the fuck? Like somebody and is people selling just sell this like shit and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if you can sell ashes because, you know, some like real people true crime freak buy that shit would buy it and like eat it or something. Yeah. Or just like put it in a museum put it on their wall. Be like that. That's Charles that's Manson. Altar. <laughs> yeah. Make a fucking altar out of it. Right. Guys, this is a picture of my niece. This is my uh, my boyfriend, and this is Charles, Charles Manson. <laughs> I already have like a picture of my friend in my apartment where he it looks like his mugshot, and uh. I, I that alone is such a conversation <laughs> starter. Can you imagine if I had Charles Ma- Charles Manson's no, ashes? Ashes in general, like as I a I can't shrine? keep I can't keep ashes. No, I can't either. And no judgment to people who can. It's one thing if it's your like. Your family. But can know. you imagine keeping the ashes of somebody you don't know? No. No. Absolutely fucking not. No. So this man was declared the sole heir to Charles. So he got the ranch. He got all of his belongings, including any music or artwork, rights. And he got to be able to cremate him and uh, get his ashes. So, um, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That's... I. I don't I'm all about taking advantage of this horrible man and Mm -hmm. profiting from him not on board with the ashes not on board with ashes I know so out of all three of his children um, none of them wanted anything to do with him but Jason's um wait that's not right I don't know why I have that so Jason's mom had, wait, okay, I'm, 
I got Uh-oh. the story confused. We're changing no, the no, whole no. story. I said Charles, Charles Manson wasn't real. No, <laughs> yeah, no. I said <laughs> none Charles, of this happened. I said Charles because Jason's grandfather was Charles Manson, the cult leader. Jason's biological dad was Charles Manson Jr. His oh. mom had a one night stand with Charles Manson Jr. So that's how he. Was Got the it. Grandfather, but I put on here. I just put the name Charles. I didn't put like Charles Jr. So that's yeah. why I'm like, wait, I'm getting confused because <laughs> the the OG Charles Manson is not this guy's dad. Right? He is grandpa. So yeah. Um, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Did Both it at the our... same time. Um, but to end the story. I'm going to end it with a quote oh, from God. Mr. Manson himself. And then you were going to ask me my opinion on something, but I don't remember what it was. Linda Kasabian. Oh, Do yeah. She well, should have gotten immunity. Man, I don't know about... I feel like you're an accomplice to murder. You 100% and, are. She yeah. saw the people run out of the home. I don't, and I don't were, know about full immunity, but I do think she did a very good thing. I, mean, I think she, she did the, the right thing. 18 days. And... Without her, yeah, it probably would have made things no, a lot said, more difficult. They specifically said the prosecution said if she wouldn't have given us her testimony, we might have never had had right. Charles Manson, right? Because so, nobody else would have come forward. It's like you're an accomplice to murder, and you were doing right. a bad thing. She was also a child. I mean, I don't so like. Young. You know, you're still fully capable of making right and wrong decisions. But no, I think in the end, she did the right thing. And if it took rewarding her immunity to get that, it saved. It could have saved a ton more people. And it put all of these psychopaths in jail for life. So I think ultimately it was a good, a good thing. A good decision. I do too. All right. So to end the story, Mr. Manson himself said, quoted, Look down at me and you see a fool. Look up at me and you see a god. Look straight at me and you see yourself. Oh, that gave me chills. I know. Is that creepy? So look down at me and you see see a fool. fool. Look Look up up at at me and you see see a god. Look straight at me and you see yourself. Oh, I don't like that. I don't either. And that's the story of Charles Manson, folks. Ooh. Mm. And I'll leave you with this quote. (laughs) Real lies. Real lies. Real lies. Do you get it? I fucking get it. Okay. Uh, You know where I first saw that? Where? There was a Native American like pop-up thing down Uh at the Branson Landing, which for people who don't know what that is, it's a shopping mall. (laughs) There was a t-shirt. And it's like that shitty tie-dye with like uh-huh. an eagle in the background and was like real eyes real eyes real, real lies. lies and i was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> you're like and that is my quote forever when i, I mean, die i want that on good. my headstone <laughs> Imagine I went. I'm gonna put that in her yeah. will. <laughs> that would be so fucking funny. 
almost as good as Charles Manson's quote, but <laughs> not quite. Not quite there. Wow, look down at me. You see a full look up at me. You see a god look at me. You see yourself? Ooh. That what does that creepy? mean? Like, when he said you see yourself, like, you see, like, probably a bad I mean, person. Yeah, and because he says whenever... He's talking when he's on his rambling rant, giving his testimony. He's talking about how, you know, everyone is evil. Everyone has evil thoughts. Yeah, that's true. Everyone, um, you know, it it just takes a certain person to not act on them. And he also says, like, I didn't act on my evil thoughts. I just other people. (laughs) I just talked about it and other people did. And he had said, you know, Shame on shame on me for not telling them to stop. But if that's their will, that's God's will. Like if that's what they want to do, then God is telling them to do it. And so, you know, we talked about him being religious Mm -hmm. and he was to an extent, but he focused on the book of Revelations. And if you all know the Bible, I mean, the book of Revelations is about what? Armageddon, like the world ending. Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter. The Beatles. That's what I really, yeah. Wait, isn't the Bible about the Beatles? Yes. <laughs> That's what I thought. Duh. They mainly focus on Ringo, but. Yeah, pretty much. So, but no, it's like, it's just, it's so crazy. A lot of what he says is like true, but a lot of what he says is like fucking way out there. Yeah. So it's like. Of course, you look in the mirror or you think everyone thinks negative thoughts. Everyone does negative things, but some people choose to not act on it. Like some people are stronger than others. And so I highly recommend reading his testimony because it is, it is crazy, man, man. Wow. What a yeah. great story. Yeah. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Kicking so, off a Scorpio season with Charles Manson. Yeah. Holy. And we started the podcast with Golden State Killer. David Parker Ray. That was Toy Box. Oh, yeah. You're right. Golden so Golden State, State was mine. David Parker Ray. And then yeah. David Parker. Like, we started out this podcast with, with a bang. Yeah. And we are looping it back around. Whoop. Another trip around the sun yep. with another banger. Sure are. Holy shit. Wow. Well, great job. Yeah, thanks. And uh, we'll see you next week. Is it? Is the Halloween episode coming out after this? Yeah. So Halloween will come out the day after Halloween. November yes. 1. Yes. Is that yes. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. We'll see you then. Stay semester. Bye.